The holiday season is here and Christmas is just around the corner. Join us on ACP Media 4 as we play Christmas-related material. We begin at 7 a.m. Eastern, early Saturday morning, December 17th, and continue until Sunday evening at 11 p.m. Please join us as we play lots of your favorite Christmas songs and stories. It's an ACB Media Christmas this weekend on ACB Media 4. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Tech Power Hour for December 15, 2022. I am, my name is Belinda. I am your facilitator, and I am happy that you all have joined us here in the Zoom room and those who are listening on ACB Media. I want to thank Travis for being the host here in Zoom, and Katie, thank you for streaming for us this evening. Um, tonight we are going to, it's going to be an open forum where, uh, if you all have questions here in zoom, you are certainly welcome to raise your hand and, uh, ask your question and myself or any other tech person who is in this room, uh, who can answer your question. We will try to do so. Um, I like to call, I like to make this call so that it is, um, it's for everyone. Uh, the most basic question you have concerning technology, whether it's your iPhone, whether it's anything pertaining to windows and JAWS or, uh, NVDA or even other technology that's not necessarily, uh, computers or iPads or things like that. Uh, we are certainly here to try to answer your questions or try to offer some solutions that may help. So with that out of the way, we will go ahead and get started. Um, if you guys want to raise your hand, if you have any questions at all, go ahead and raise your hand and Travis will call on you. Hi, looks like we have Christy first. Hi, Christy. Welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I have a kind of a open-ended question, I guess it's saying anyone can answer it. I'm thinking about getting a Mac at some point once we get some decent Wi-Fi here. But my question concerns the longevity of a Mac. Like, I'm going to have to finance it. So I'm looking at three years of paying, uh, do they last a, a while? I mean, provided you keep them updated and, I mean, I, I guess that's my question, is, is what's the longevity of the Mac? And also, from doing that I use an iPhone, is the learning curve very hard? Um, I, I will speak to the, are, are you, Specifically using Windows right now, like is that your main? No, okay. no, not at all. Okay, nope. all right. I'm using my iPhone, and that's all I'm using okay, for the moment. So, well, then I will say, speaking just for me and others, will chime in um, that the learning curve 
is going to be it, it there definitely is a learning curve. Um, mm-hmm. There are several, oh my gosh, different commands to learn and things like that. But with more practice, just like with anything, the more you do those things, the easier and more familiar it becomes. Um, right, of course. So, you know, that in itself, it, that in a, in a nutshell is pretty much, you know, what that is. You would definitely just, and there's so many different um, resources out there to help right. with learning yeah. the Mac. Um, of course. So there, yep. there shouldn't be a problem with that. Uh, and as for, for longevity with the Mac, I personally just got my Mac a few months ago. I've had three of them, but the first two, I just I couldn't get and get the learning curve because I didn't have a uh, focus. I didn't have a purpose for using the Mac. I feel like a person needs to have a purpose for using it. Why do you want to use it? And then then you will start to pick up the other things along with your main purpose for buying the Mac. So on my third Mac, now I am using <laughs> using it for broadcasting and streaming. And so while I'm learning that, I'm also beginning to learn um, all the other ins and outs of the Mac and how to use the different commands. And so I can't really speak to the longevity that much because I haven't kept one long enough. This is her I will say that others, yeah, I was going to say others here will definitely, they've had them longer and they will respond to you. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and mute then now. All right. So let's first of all, talk a couple of things about the longevity of the Mac. Um, I've got this Mac, my current Mac, in 2000, late 2019, and I'm still very happy with it. No, it's not an M1 or anything like that, but uh, it works really well. I was ready in the meanwhile to shove my Windows computer probably about about a year into using it. Um, but I'll give you a context. So... I got a Mac in 2019. It's slated to at least last me in terms of updates till at least 2026. In contrast, if you got, if you want to upgrade a Windows computer to Windows 11, the oldest computer you can have is a 2018 and that also has to have a special chip. The, um, Mac this year, I want to say the, I forget which model it is now that supports the latest Ventura, but Windows 11 had been out for a couple years and was limited to 2018. So even if it's now a two, even I think the old Mac is now a 2017, but that was just this year, you know, five years so we're talking about five years after an OS is released versus three years when a Windows update is released with the current cycle of things. So, so that is, you know, already two extra years of your Mac computer that you're going to get. And even so, and, and it's not just, and like I said with Windows, it's not even just the year of the computer. It's also a it has to have these certain chips. So you can have a 2018 or a 2019 Windows machine that actually may not even support Windows 11 because it's missing a chip. So 
But the MacBook, there's some slight differences with the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro, but as a general rule, they are going to last you a few years longer than the Windows computers. So unless, you know, Microsoft makes some type of change or whatever, um, or Apple does, but the current way uh, things are, you know, Macs are going to last you longer. And I still have, I'm using for secondary purposes, I still have a 2012 Mac or 2013 Mac that runs better. It's still slow, but it runs better than my old HP computer ever did from 2015. Um, I wouldn't want to have to use it on a daily basis, but I can still use it for a lot of basic um, things that I need to use it for. So, um, and it's stuck on Catalina. It can't go any further. But, um, you know, and, and Apple still releases some security updates for it too from time to time. So, that hopefully that answers your question about the longevity of the Mac. Uh, absolutely. It Thanks, does. Thank you very much. All right. Do we have anyone else? And Chrissy, thank you for being here. Sean. All right, Sean, how are you Hi. doing? Um, so what I was going to say to the kind of add on to the first individual's uh, question, um, since you're going to be starting from an iPhone and you're not having to, um, you know, unlearn things from something like Windows, um, you're actually going to have an easier time uh, jumping into the Mac um, if you have a... Uh, MacBook, um, you can do many voiceover gestures th that you are already familiar with on your iPhone on the touchpad of the Mac. Um, so that is helpful. You also have on the Mac, um, unless it's been removed, and I don't see why it would have, you do have the voiceover quick start tutorial, which iOS does not have and desperately needs. And, um, the accessibility person from Apple the other day wants me to remind people that apple.com slash feedback is an option that anyone can use to report any type of feedback and the engineers do look at it. Um, so I think I'm going to, again, uh, you know, make the case that voiceover for iOS is complex enough that it needs the same type of quick start uh, audio tutorial uh, that the Mac has, uh, you can get to it with control option command F8 or VO F8, um, VO command F8, I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, we, but we really need something like that on iOS, but you're going to have, you're going to have an easier time if, uh, if the Mac is really your first computer that you've used. And uh, the, Mac, the Mac also is really good for people that need the Dvorak keyboard layout. They support it very well, which is probably almost nobody, but just something I like to give them credit for. All right. Thanks, Sean. You have anyone else, Travis? Not right now. Oh, wait. Is that a hand? Yes, it is. Michael. Hey, Michael. <laughs> Hey, so one thing to add to everything that has already been mentioned, if you want to see what the experience with voiceover is like, and you do, you you might want to spend like $60 versus going to get a Mac, the, as was previously stated, the, the voiceover experience with a keyboard on your phone is similar to the voiceover experience you would have on a Mac. Things are slightly different, but 
I, I find it to be fairly similar. All right. Christy, I hope you got uh, some, well, you did get some really good information there, so I hope that helps. All right. We have, Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're certainly welcome. All right. Do we have anyone else that has a question? Come on, raise your hand. We've uh, This hour is dedicated to you all. So if you have any question, go ahead and raise your hand and um, let's see if we can give you some solutions. Michael, again. I, I do have a question for more seasoned Windows users. Um, I'm working with a client that she gets constant pop-ups. Is there any tools that anyone would recommend to help eliminate those pop-ups? And I think she's on Windows 10. What kind of pop-ups from where? I will have more information tomorrow. Um, but my understanding is, is anytime she opens the internet uh, I believe she's using Chrome. Anytime she opens Chrome, she gets constant pop-ups. If we're talking so about pop-up web pages, Kirby. if we're talking about pop-up um, yeah. web pages, then we need to be looking at things like um, running malware bytes on that computer to make sure that there's not any uh, malware. Thank you. Uh, this is Herbie. Yeah, go, go ahead. Um, yeah, I was gonna. I'm, first of all, I completely that was actually gonna mention malware bytes. But the other thing I wanted to mention, and this is where I'm really interested in the type of pop-ups, because another feature with Chrome is, and I'll use Facebook as an example, it can give you pop-up notifications which you have subscribed to. And so it's a matter of are we actually talking about legit notifications or? not legit notifications. And so that's where it really matters because it's a matter of, are we disabling notifications right. within Chrome or are we talking about spyware type pop-ups? That's and a good, yeah, that is a good point because you can, you can allow, and some, and it's very easy to do accidentally yep. as well. Um, you may allow a website to send notifications and suddenly you will get, and whenever you open Chrome, um, in your action center, you'll well. end up yep. with YouTube notifications. Yep. Um, so that's a, another area to go into Chrome's preferences and go to the um, privacy area and look at um, which websites mm -hmm. are allowed to show um, notifications in your browser because... Uh, you can get some, you know, legitimate, like you might have accidentally done for YouTube or Facebook. And then there are some other ones that I've seen that are really dodgy that if you hit the allow button by mistake, um, you can get some really interesting ones. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I, I'm One, glad. Thanks Herbie for, for reminding me of that. Yep. Well, believe it or not, there was a time when I was a seasoned Windows user. Um, I do use actually, I do use Chrome on both OSs though. And one thing I do want to mention is one way you can know is the the legit notifications anyway for sure are follow you from Chrome or follow your account. So if you have Chrome on another device and you get the same notifications, then that'll tell you that's the issue. But I don't know that if it's a malware issue on the computer. 
That I don't think would follow your account. At least I don't. Well, I hope not. Well, but the but notifications can occur even if you're computer not stop. signed in. Even if you're not right. signed in yes. to an account. Computer stop. Google. Thank you. But I. But yeah, because I really love. Um, sometimes I have used Chrome for like Facebook notifications and stuff. It's like, hey, cool! I can get this on the computer. I'm not limited to just the phone. All right, cool. So, um, yeah. So it really does. To, it does matter on what type of pop-ups we're actually yeah, talking about. Yeah, I try about. to turn. I try to turn them off. I don't want. Absolutely. To- I found out those to be very annoying, and I had to figure out how to do that. And. Like you said, Sean, it's going it's into the away. settings. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty oh. tucked away. It's there, so I but... noticed in like Microsoft Edge, it wasn't as uh, difficult to go in and look at the like the privacy settings and things. Where okay. with Chrome, like you said, they're very tucked away. I'm like, oh, well, and the thing, well, but the thing about <laughs> Edge is you get with Edge, you get uh, more notifications of at your screen reader about things that I find not particularly helpful, like still loading, load complete. Um, I actually went into JAWS notification uh, history and changed the load complete to a sound. Um, At work, I also went and uh, shortened uh, because Chrome will say, uh, this website is able to access your location, change this from the address bar. And I just put, I shortened it to something like site can access location. And that saves so much verbiage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that is also something like, yeah, Edge has, might, might have better settings, but I notice Edge just says really stupid things to me that I already know. <laughs> so, you know. All right. Well, let's see who we have next. Next is Anne. Hey, Anne. Hi. Good. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I thought I have kind of two questions in one. Um, First of all, this new update, are there any problems? And did they change that Siri tone? Which uh, update? Is it, no, they have not changed the Siri tone. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's still the same. So is it still low? Yes. Yes. Yeah. See, I like it where it was. Yeah. It's funny. Well, if it, if it makes you feel better, you can't hear the tone maybe, but it can't. Siri can't hear you anyway. I will oh, mention geez. if you have a, yeah, but I will mention if you have third-party device that has Siri control like AirPods, you can still get the uh, Siri tone if you use them to activate Not anymore. Siri. My AirPods Max is no longer doing the old tone. It was. Yeah, my, my AirPods Pro okay. are doing the new one the too. New one. Yeah. Well, they took that yeah. away. Well, that tells you how often I use Siri on the AirPods. So. <laughs> oh, they, done, yeah. they done took it away. But um, as far as any other... Um, there are, they I know they've made some changes. Huge, yeah, a the, lot of the, changes. Like what? The biggest one, the biggest is most, most annoyingest one was fixed. And that is <clears throat> now um, it, it used to be in 16, all the way up to 16.2. Uh, actually, and it may have started, it started with 16.1. In the mail app for iOS, you would oh, you would highlight that. a message and you would get a preview for a completely different message. Yes, yeah. that is finally oh, is that finally oh, gone. Yes, yep. yes, one hundred percent. Yes, that's gone. 
Well, However, I, was wanted, I wanted to kind of know some things before I update. What my phone did a couple of hours ago, this was really weird. I picked it up to check my mail, and the home button, it was like it was stuck. It wouldn't move and scared me half to death. And so I tapped it three times, and voiceover came on. Do you know why it was, it, it was stuck and wouldn't move? Mm. That's not what I've ever seen. No, um, me either. <laughs> but it has been a while since I've used a phone with a home button for an extended period of time. Um, so I think Michael has something. I was just going to say the only time I've seen that happen is when the device is restarting or when Springboard, which is the software that shows you your home screen, is restarting. So uh, maybe it was doing an update, or I don't know if you have auto updates enabled, but that's I don't. kind of. I don't. Oh, that is strange. Yeah, but once I tapped it three times, voiceover came back. But I don't know why it was still it. It, it wouldn't move. Yeah, because and I don't know how long it, been, how many minutes it had been that way. Is it an eight or an, uh, an SE twenty twenty two? Twenty twenty. Okay, the twenty twenty. Um, because the twenty twenty doesn't that even have the clicky button, or does that still have that sensor thing? Did they? I can't remember. What do you mean? Like on, when you press in on your phone on your key, does it? Yeah, I think they got rid of the clicky button with the sevens. I don't. Okay, know. that's right. That's right. Oh. Um, yeah, I because even if voiceover is off, your home button should still produce haptic feedback. Um, so that is very strange. Yeah. So is it safe to update? I mean, is, is, are there yes. any weird things? I would say definitely yes. They have made a lot of, they fixed a lot of the bugs that were happening before. For Yeah. I mean, you can look on Apple Viz and read uh, about it there. Um, that's um, something I try to do before I update. Um, yeah. They have a list of um, all the changes that were, you know, updates that were made, things like that. For so those there's who nothing new I would have to learn if I update necessarily? No. no. Nope. Nope. And for those who have one of the newer devices, they did finally fix so you can actually customize your lock screen from the lock screen instead of yes. having to go through settings. Okay. <laughs> yes. But you don't have to, right? You don't have no. to. No. You no. don't have That's to. That's for don't those who to. just want to do that. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah, I haven't really looked at that. I have a Fantastical widget on my lock screen, which I which I like, but Yep. I love that. I don't that. remember how I got it there. I need anymore. to play with that app more. Oh, I can't. I can't say enough good things about that. <laughs> we we may have to have uh, a call where we do a uh, just different type like an of app showcase. Yeah, like, just different favorite? apps and stuff. Yeah. Card hop. Oh, yep. that's so a you good have one. Bugs in the update. The no. best, the most, the way to be most informed is to go on Apple Viz, and it's on the first page because yeah. it's gotten some comments. Um, read the post and the comments because what some what some people say is not an not a big deal. Maybe something that you say, oh shoot, if they haven't fixed that, I'm not yeah. updating. Um, I know I've seen some people saying that some of the issues ongoing in in the books app are still here, uh, and yeah. for some people that's a no a non starter. If Apple Books isn't working for them, they're not really. <laughs> that's to like update. I don't even use that app, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I'm kind of like that. With, but you know, so it's important to go on to Apple Viz, read the 
uh, post about iOS. In the end, it's, it's your decision based on what you read from others. Yeah, it's just that you can't go back if you don't like that it. That is right. true. Right. See, but it's unfortunately true. As far as what I'm hearing here from myself, from others, from Sean and others, it's um, nothing that, you know, that warrants like, oh, it's big trouble. You know, it's definitely fine to, uh, you know, update it. Yeah, you definitely. Just the just the mail preview working correctly alone is worth the upgrade. Oh, that's big. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, it is. yes sir. What do you mean by that? Pardon my so, ignorance. So in mail, oftentimes what will happen to me is I'll be listening to, uh, it'll say the message, it'll say the from, the subject, the date, but then oh, it that, will read yeah. text of a completely different So uh, they did fix message. that. Yes. yes, that yes. is fixed. Yeah. Yes, that is definitely, definitely. Right, there's fixed. almost worth some of the other bugs that may arise just for me. Yes, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thanks. Mean, we have four and, hands now. Uh -huh. I even updated at work. I was so glad to get that one. All right. Who's next? Next is Della. Hi, Della. Welcome. How can we help you? Hi. So my question is um, for somebody that is not a usual iPhone user like me, where can I go to learn all the accessibility tricks and gestures and all that instead of dragging my finger all over the screen? Applevis.com. That's A-P-P-L-E-V as in Victor, I-S.com. That is kind of your one-stop shop. There's also many other resources out there, um, but that's the, the quick Quick answer. Um, I think and blind if these guys here has, have others. Yes, I was going to mention them too. Blind they abilities. have a, one, a, a, a voiceover 101 series, I think they call it. Mm -hmm. um, and they also have an, an app, although I didn't find it particularly easy to locate different like specific uh, resources with you, that app. You have to go into their the main menu and it's broken down into categories. Okay. Like maybe. IOS, yeah. I probably yeah. just didn't play with it enough, but um, yeah, they, they um, and, and again, this is why my pet peeve is that there is no, um, you know, I, I find Android very irritating most of the time, but the, the one thing I will give them credit for, and it's not just Android, what Google would talk back, Samsung had this with Voice Assist, Kindle has this with Voice View. As soon as you launch one of those screen readers, you are instantly put into a tutorial that teaches yeah. the most important gestures. Mm -hmm. And VoiceOver desperately, desperately needs this. Now, Della, can, I want to ask you a question. Do you have an iPhone already? Yes, ma'am, I do. Okay, so... One, one thing you can do is there is a command, um, if you do it on your home screen, a, it's a four-finger double tap. If you do that, um, that will place you in your uh, keyboard help or whatever it's called. Uh, it's called voiceover help. Voiceover help. <laughs> I'm all about keyboards today. Um, <laughs> so if you... Do a four-figure double tap. It'll enter you into that mode, and you can swipe around and just tap on the screen multiple, you know, with multiple with fingers. Yeah, with different fingers. Learn for different all the different gestures. It'll announce those to you. And when wow. when you're okay. done, 
you'll do that four finger double tap again to um, exit the mode. And I will point, I will also point out if you have gone and changed uh, some commands, which you can do, um, the voiceover help is aware of that. For example, I prefer that a four finger triple tap take me into voiceover settings rather than doing the detector thing for the pro iPhones. And so I changed that and um, voiceover help is smart enough to realize that I have made that change. Cool. Um, So, so that is also, um, that is also one neat, uh, neat aspect of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. Thank you. So that was AppleFizz and BlindAccessibility.com. Blind, BlindAbilities.com. And BlindAbilities. BlindAbilities. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Yes, and there's also, there's also this Tech Power Hour call that you can come and get your questions answered. <laughs> well, there's also Unmute Presents. There's a uh, uh, the the Mac call there's you know he talks about iOS stuff on the Mac call too. So. And there's, yeah, yep, and there's I an do. iPhone class, isn't that on Saturday? IPhone basic. Basic iPhones, yeah, that's on Saturday at six Eastern. Oh, every other cool. week. Well, I will have to jump in on that one for sure. Yeah. All right. Thank y'all. You're welcome. All right, Jewel. Hey, Jewel. Hey, guys. So I'm not sure if y'all have heard, but Microsoft is discontinuing uh, Soundscape. Yes. So my question is in relation to that. Um, I know there are the navigational apps for the blind, but in my case use, the thing that I use the most in Soundscape and will continue to use until the day that I can no longer use it is the audio landmarks. Um. I see several other apps. I know there's Blind Square. Forty bucks a month is not doable for me. No, it's right not once a month. It's, it's a, a yeah. one time. Oh, yeah. did they change? Oh, they changed it. It was a no, subscription, wasn't it? No, it's always always been because I've had it for several charge. years. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's possible then. Okay, so that's a possibility. Um, I've also seen there's Good Map Explorer. I don't know a lot about that one, and I'm seeing um, Nav by Via Opta, which is um. Sponsored by the Nevada um, Department of El- Elderly and Disabled, I think it's called. Um, and that one looks like the best one, but I'm not seen seeing any one. custom landmarks. Um, that one looks like it has all the street-by-street navigation, the POIs. You can search huh. for your favorite. You can make favorites. You can, um, you know, you can search for a specific address or a POI, I like believe. a restaurant. Um, what was that one not- called, Joe? Uh, Nav N A V by Via Opta V I A O P T A, and it says okay. it's from the Nevada uh, Department of the Elderly and Disabled. Oh wow! Um, so I believe that, is- that you can can make waypoints with uh, with Good Maps Outdoors. Um, okay. Good Maps now- Explore is is for indoor and oh. Uh, pri- primarily for indoor, as I as I understand okay. it, it does have mm-hmm. some outdoor functionality. But um, Good Maps Outdoors is what what used to be seeing IGPS in the states, RNIB mm-hmm. Navigator in the UK, or Guide Dogs WA in uh, Australia. Oh, and things. Okay. So now it's free, um, and 
it's uh, it's very good. Um, it uses Google Maps for the routes. Um, okay. And the thing I like about Good Maps Outdoors is that it gives you um, warning about turns earlier mm-hmm. than many other apps. And so okay. if you are assisting someone else who is navigating, you can tell them what's coming up earlier than oftentimes Google Maps or Apple Maps. Sometimes it won't tell them about a turn until they're almost right on top of it. Right. And and uh, Good Maps Outdoors um, gives you multiple, you know, okay, this turn is in in four miles and in, in 2.3 miles and mm-hmm. in 1.7 miles. All right. And We're so- going to have to mo- keep moving forward, though, because I, I hear... I'm, I'm sorry. There was, a suggestion a, too. there was a lot of conversation about the last thing. I didn't. No, 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 no. I'm saying okay. like someone else wants yeah. to give you a suggestion okay. as well. Yeah, I know. Um, Good Maps Explorer sounds a lot like Clue, um, which is a newer one, but that's an indoor also, and that one has the custom audio landmarks. That's the one I'm most interested in is being able to make custom POIs, like not at an address, like like Nav by Maya Honda has the has the POIs that you can like, do from an address so like i put one at the end of the driveway which is not at the address so oh. as an example okay good evening oh can you mute oh. him please yep hurry <laughs> okay so that was what i was most interested in is, you know where i can get custom audio landmarks that are not an address i'm gonna try it with seeing with uh i still want to call it seeing igps uh good maps outdoors for the okay. work entrance that i have because it's tricky to find I yeah. don't remember if you can do custom POIs on it, but I also have used Lazarello as well. I thought Lazarello was British only. Is that not so? Nope. It, no. No. Oh, no. It, yeah, I use it on Android, and I forgot I that it was it on, on iPhone, but I just checked it, and it is on iOS. It is. So. Yep. Okay. Well, that's another before. one to try. Okay. Yeah. I just, I'm very frustrated that they're discontinuing the app. I've been using it from the very beginning, and it's an amazing app, and I don't know why they're discontinuing it. I well, never got into it. They're actually not. I mean, yeah, Microsoft is discontinuing support for it. However, they are adding the code to make it open source. So third-party applications could potentially take mm. the seeing AI functionality and add it to their app. So we'll see what happens in the next six months. Or so. Oh, are they discontinuing seeing AI? Soundscape. Soundscape. Sounds good. Oh, okay. Don't listen to me. I said seeing AI. No need to panic. Soundscape. Uh, soundscape. Okay. Oh, dear. It's yeah, all good. Yes. Luckily, seeing if they discontinue seeing AI, there are other apps such as Envision that can mostly cover everything that seeing AI does. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so any other suggestions would be great. Um, They're not discontinuing it, are they? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Soundscape is being discontinued. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Michael right. is just out to confuse us all. <laughs> yeah. and Herbie, Herbie, did you have a suggestion real quick before we move on? I heard you typing earlier. He got a phone call. Unfortunately, I do not. Um, I think Soundscape was really a unique app. I just don't do much with mobility, so I really don't know what to recommend. Blind Square would have been the closest equivalent, which was mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. So, well, if it's a $40 one time, that's not as bad as $40 a month. Oh, no, I would have never gotten it if it was $40 a month. (laughs) Possibility. um, I do have a follow up question, but I want to give everybody else a chance to 
ask questions. Um, so I'll All come right. back to that one. Yep. Stay tuned if uh, we mm-hmm. have time. Yep. Right. Awesome. Diane is next. Hi, Hi everybody. Diane. How you doing? Good. Good. Um, I, I had a question. I'm just curious. Are these um, Trivet Quiet Plus active noise cancellation Bluetooth headset? That sounds interesting. Does anybody have it or tell me more about it? Which one? You Which kinda, one is it? You, you kind of went breaking up. Oh, I did. Uh, okay. Yeah. The, the Trivet Quiet Plus active noise cancellation Bluetooth headset. I'm not it's on the ET guys' site. I was going to say, I know someone here who might can help you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious about the advantages, disadvantages, you know, a little more about it. It sounds really neat. Yeah. Michael, are you there? I had to go put oh. food in for the boys. What, what did I miss? Um, I had some question about the uh, Tribit Quiet Plus Active Noise Cancellation uh-huh. Bluetooth headset. Yep. I just oh, advantages, disadvantages. Um, so they go on your ear versus in your ear or in front of your ear. So that makes a big difference to people. Right. Um, they do actually do noise cancellation. You, it makes it difficult to hear things around you. They have a switch to switch it between the modes, so you don't have to remember how many times you press the button. Um, the microphone on them for phone calls is horrible, so I wouldn't recommend using them specifically for phone call making. They can do it, but there's no dedicated microphone, so it's back by your ears, so it's going to pick up a lot of room noise. They can do Bluetooth or a wired connection, and they do ship with an eighth inch to eighth inch cable. So you can use it on something like the Victor or another product. And uh, they fold up and come with their own little hardback case. And I think the battery life on them is about uh, 12 hours, if I remember right. Okay. Like you, um, you've done that one before. <laughs> a little bit. So how do you, how did, did you say, how do you charge it? USB-C. Okay. So it comes with a USB-C cable, um, or it'll work with any other USB-C cable you have. I love USB-C. Yes, yeah, me I do too. Um, okay, well, that's great. And then another question I have, um, Sean was talking about, what do you do instead of the um, four-finger triple tap for um, the uh, voiceover help? double tap. Double tap, I'm sorry. Double taps, triple taps, all these triple taps. Um, <laughs> what I was... Yeah, go ahead, Sean. What I was saying is that um, I added, I, well, I modified because um, by default, if you have an iPhone Pro model, I do. Um, the four finger triple tap is. It is big. triple tap, isn't it? <clears throat> the, the four finger double tap is still keyboard help, but a four finger triple tap by default is the detector mode for using the door detection or the people detection. Oh, it, oh, I didn't know that. And, oh. um, and it's funny in 16.2, there's a little, a little tip that tells you that uh, as you go along the voiceover settings screen, it's new, um, but it doesn't recognize. I actually changed that. I made four finger triple tap, bring up VO settings and the four finger quadruple tap. Uh, bring up the detector mode because I feel I'm more often going into voiceover settings and changing things. Right. Yeah. Well, that's so. uh, good to learn. I didn't know it did that. And, and I yeah. have a pro, so I'll get to play with that now. That'll be yeah. fun. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. And that's something else that we could possibly do in the future as well. I know customizing voiceover um, gestures and things that was done in what, 
14, 13 or 14. Yeah, but, I think it was 14. But it's still kind of a new thing to a lot of people. People still either they, they're just getting a phone, they're, they've never heard of it, or they're not really quite understanding how to do it. So I'm thinking the only maybe one day we could actually do a presentation on that. Yeah, that might be good. The only thing I would would say to be careful of is um, if you customize your phone uh, too wildly, mm-hmm. um, standard directions that you're going to find uh, may not work depending on how how far you yeah. you go with it. I select maybe um, like three or four different gestures that I want to change and change those. And other than that, I leave. Yeah, I along. try to yeah. change gestures that are not. Um, I tried doing two fingers sliding to the right or two fingers sliding to the left for the rotor. And what I found for me was that it kept, it kept interpreting it as a scrub gesture and taking it back. So I'm okay. I'm capable. I'm fine with doing the regular rotor gesture, but I know for many people that is a difficult, uh, a difficult one. And so, yeah, once I got used to it, I'm, I'm fine with that. My um, I haven't even customized any of my gestures. But one, all the, the, same one of the other things cool. I chose to do is, especially for reading newsletters, um, I chose to have a four-finger swipe down uh, move to the next heading and a four-finger swipe up move to the previous heading. Um, yeah. Because if you're going along and it's an, e- an email like the community calls, um, when you flip to the right, the rotor turns back to actions. Yeah. And so you can't very quickly go heading, heading, heading unless you yeah, have five hands built. Yeah. All right. We're going right, well, to have to keep moving on. The microphone won't bother me because I don't plan to use a microphone. I want to listen to music. And if I take them somewhere, I want, you know, if somebody steals them. All right. All right. Tim, you. you're next. Tim. All right, thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you. Actually, I just said uh, two things. I, I, I'm a, long-term, uh, long-time PC guy, and I've, like, a no jaws so well. Um, thanks for lowering my hand. I appreciate that. Uh, but I've got an old PC from 2014, which I, it's a Hewlett-Packard, and it's great, but I'm, I'm wanting to buy a, a MacBook or uh, an iMac or whatever, and I've been using, uh, my wife got me a Magic Keyboard to, to sort of work with my iPhone, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to use my iPhone just with the uh, magic keyboard in preparation for getting maybe an iPad or an iMac. And, <clears throat> and it just, to me, it just seems like, um, the, the gestures are so unintuitive, you know, with jaws, everything is so mm-hmm. well thought out. And, and, and I'm, and I'm, and I tell my wife, I want to get a Mac. And she said, Tim, I'm not going to be able to help you out. I'm a PC girl and I can't help you with a Mac. So I'm a little nervous. I started trying cause I work in word and Excel all the time. And I tried to work in pages on my iPhone and I talked with tech support and, you know, Apple tech support. And they said, yeah, there, there are a lot of bugs and we've got yet to, to, to work through them. So I'm nervous. I don't know. It seems like when, even with the I, iOS 16, I notice that voiceover pronounces words incorrectly like dictate is now dictate volume is now volume yeah and um and i've been making so many changes i'm going to settings what is our change punctuation or um, pronunciation i'm doing that so much 
that I'm wondering, is it wise for me even to think of going to a Mac or should I just stick with PC? That's my dilemma. I, I actually want to give Herbie an opportunity to answer this one if he's still there. Great, thank you. All right, so um, the problem with learning the phone as a Mac is it's still an iPhone at the end of the day, and it works like an iPhone even though you're using keyboard commands. That being said, I I, I guess I, I disagree that they're not intuitive. For instance, you just need to know, like, with something that, you know, might have little containers, you just need to interact. Um, you're doing VO left and VO right. You've still got a lot of your same keys. There's also the web rotor. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to play with that. Um, that is yeah, way I more sophisticated it, yeah. than JAWS. That works exactly the same on Mac. Um, and... If, uh, you know, it can do a lot of first letter navigation, not just with links, but with other types of things. Um, I think I would, I would definitely encourage the Mac though, because it's like for me, because I've played with a keyboard on the iPhone and it's still an iPhone experience. And okay, I don't good. know how to put it. I'm glad it. you said that. That, that encourages me, actually. Yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it any better than that. It's just an iPhone experience. But using it on the Mac, you're dealing with a full computer and something that is more designed for a keyboard rather than interpreting touch screen, touch screen commands for a keyboard, if that makes sense. So. If that's, I may interject with um, a, something about the keyboard. Fire away. Okay, I am a um, key- Bluetooth keyboard user for the iPhone. Sometimes I don't even touch the screen for the entire day. Um, I will mention if you go to Apple Accessibility and you look for keyboard gestures for the iPad, specifically for the tablet, the, most of those gestures will work just fine for an iPhone. Um, and it'll give you the entire list of voiceover commands for um, voiceover. Um, I had to go talk to them about that because the the keyboard commands that are in voiceover as customizable for keyboard are not actually for voiceover. They're working on it. Those are for full keyboard access, which is not compatible with vo- with voiceover. Um, so they don't, don't even look at those. Those are all a mess. Um, I would <laughs> note that if you do voiceover, so control option Q, voiceover Q, you can then do quick letter navigation, which will be very similar to JAWS. So like H for headings and L for links. Um, that can be really useful if you're a JAWS user. Um, quick letter navigation. So voice over Q. Um, but yeah, you can also do um, uh, the voice over help and then just type in various commands and it'll tell you what mm-hmm. they mean with your keyboard. I want to go ahead and interject something here before we move on. Um, Thanks, Joel. Uh, But also, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience here. Um, Others have different, obviously. Um, I just started using the Mac more regularly, and I was using a Bluetooth keyboard before with my iPad and with my iPhone and, you know, using the keyboard uh, commands, the different gestures and things like that. And for me, it still wasn't quite the same until I had that experience with 
putting my hands on the keyboard on the Mac because you've also got to factor in, you've got your trackpad on there, uh, other things as well. It's, it's, and it's a, you know, obviously a bigger machine. It's not like a small Bluetooth keyboard. And, you know, it's, for me, that was the experience I had. I had to just have the Mac in front of me and be able to perform the, to perform the different tasks and, do them over and over in order to uh, fully understand it, fully ingrain it into my memory. So that, right, you know, right. that's just my experience. Uh, and, and you're all very, very, very helpful. You know what I think somebody said earlier, it might be easier to move to a Mac if you've never, if you've not had any computer experience harder than it would be moving from a PC because I've got all this Jaws stuff burned into my right. old brain for years. I understand. Right. I've been there. Yeah, I have been okay. where you are. So okay, well, that, well, I can use you as a model then. Okay. <laughs> All right, if you I have questions, you guys a lot. When yeah, I get this map. you know where to find us here. So <laughs> thank you Thanks for so being here. Thanks. You bet. Bye bye. Okay, who's All next? All right, Deb. Hey, Deb. Hi. So I am a PC user, and I have a mailing program. I have an online course and I send out, I have an email list and I have found that it is not compatible with JAWS. It likes to crash and give me the blue screen of death. Mm. And so I wondered if anybody is using a mail program. I know there's a whole bunch like MailChimp and Constant Contact and all of those. Does anybody have one they love using with JAWS? I, I do. do not. What, oh, are, you there you what go. are you trying to use that's not working? What is, or what is what is it that you're trying to use that's not working? Just curiosity. Jobby. Okay, that I've never I've never heard. I, of. Think I have Michael heard of Kajabi. Yes, I have heard of Kajabi, and <clears throat> in general, on either platform, it's not the most pleasant from my experiences. Um, I currently use a tool called Sendy, S-E-N-D-Y. I pay for someone who has it connected to Amazon email services, and I just log in, and I paste in my message, and it goes out to my newsletter subscribers. You can build forms on your web pages. It is not the cheapest, though. It's $250 a year is what the guy charges me. Oh. Aweber will work a little bit with JAWS if all you're doing is sending out messages, and if you map out your email list campaigns prior to going to build them because you can add steps to the email list campaign example wait one day and then send message but you cannot independently reorganize those steps once they've been added to your automate uh, automation sequence that's the same with ConvertKit, but aweber and ConvertKit will give you both a free tier before you have to give them any money so i'd recommend looking at one of those two 10 minutes great thank All you right. Thank you for being here. And I think we are going to take one more question. Um, and I want to be mindful of our streamer and her time as well and be done at the top of the hour. And I have a couple of announcements after this last question. So, Travis, who do we have? We're going to take Della. All right. Hey, Della. Hey, so sorry. Um, y'all said, I mentioned, y'all mentioned something about soundscape, but that's going out. What was the other one that y'all mentioned that would be the best? Oh, there was a blind square, which that is $40, a one-time fee, $40. Um, 
a couple others that were mentioned. Michael mentioned good maps at good outdoors. Good maps outdoors, yes. Yep, those are the two. Um, and I think also Lazarillo is another one. Yeah, okay. I keep meaning to look at that one. Yeah, and so. Sean, I think, mentioned one too that I'd never heard of. Jewel okay. mentioned, was it NAV? Uh, there used to be, NAV? yeah, there's something, it's either NAV Opta or Opta NAV or it, I. They're calling it NAV by Baya Opta. Oh, that was you that mentioned it. Yeah, that was Jewel. Because I'm trying it out. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Do you want okay. to take one more? Yeah, we could take one more. I thought that wouldn't be a longer one, so take one more. <laughs> Anne. Can you hear me? Yes, yes ma'am. Okay. Um, there are two places to update. Which one should I go into? You want to go into your settings? And yeah. Into general and software update. It just says 16. It doesn't say 16 point anything. At least so last night. It, because you haven't updated to 16 yet, right? At all. Yeah, right. So do I just do the just just do the 16? Doing the 16 will settings, take you. If you do the 16 update, it'll take you to the latest available version of 16, though iOS just says 16. Right. So updating it will take you to 16.2 automatically. Point two point whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought, but I want to make sure. Yeah. It, sometimes it does that, and sometimes it doesn't. I've seen times where you do that, but and on it won't. in settings, there's also a place where before you get to general, where it will say sixteen um, update sixteen point something point something. Um, I wondered if I was supposed to go there to make sure I go the right place. Yeah, I think just, either, either yeah. one, either that, or they lead yeah. you to the the other exactly. one leads you to the same place. All right, oh, thanks. Okay. As long as I go to the same place. Yep. All right, you guys. Well, uh, this is the first of all. I want to thank you all for being here and coming with your questions. We do this uh, twice a month and. This will be the last Tech Power Hour for this month, though, because of the holidays upcoming. And um, starting in January, I am potentially looking at a different time, possibly. Um, but just stay tuned and uh, look out for your schedule. And But we will still be here twice a month to answer your questions. Um, I want to thank. Kirby and Travis and uh, Katie, uh, Michael, and uh, Sean. Oh, that's a list of people there. <laughs> thank you all for uh, helping out. And thank you guys for being here too with your questions because we wouldn't be here without you. So thank everybody you. have a happy holiday time and we will see you in 2023.